Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, let, let me take my watch off because David said, David said if I'm over, he's mad at me. Um, this don't really mean a whole lot, but it, it actually might tonight. Um, uh, you, you know, I, I, had, I uh, went home. Um, I don't know what night it was, and, and, and God gave me a word, and, and uh, uh, I felt that it was just for tonight. And, you know, sometimes you've got to be careful about getting a word <laughs> because sometimes it ain't God, and sometimes it is. And it's a very serious thing to get behind this pulpit and proclaim you've got a word from God in his flesh. So we've got to understand tonight when we say we have a word from God, it better be from the Lord. And I will tell you, how do you know if it's from God or not? If it lines up with God's word, it is. If it don't, reject it. It's pretty simple. But uh, in Proverbs 29... Reading one verse of Scripture, we've read this Scripture a lot. We've, we've heard it quoted, talked about, and discussed, and everything else. 29 and 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now tonight, I want you to understand that a lot of, and I, I've been guilty of this. Matter of fact, I remember the first time I saw this young man. I looked at him, I said, boy, what's your vision? What is your vision for Lakeview? He's thinking, I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, folks, I'm going to tell you something. If we're not careful, we, we just kind of miss some stuff. We're always wondering what somebody's vision is. Someone takes over the men's group. Well, what's your vision? What's your direction for the men's group, the women's group, whatever it may be? Well, what's your vision for it? It's almost like you better have a game plan, dude, if we're going to reach the goal. But in this particular verse, where there is no vision, it's actually where there is no revelation of God's Word. Where there is no revelation of God's Word. You see, we cannot change one life. Our knowledge, our wisdom, our intellect will never change a man. It will never change a woman. We don't have that ability. God's Word, God's Word alone has the ability to change a heart that somebody else says cannot ever be changed. And that's the, what's, what's wrong today. We try to determine who can and who cannot be changed by our intellect. Church, it's not by the intellect. It's by the God's Word. So God give us people today that have a vision, that have a revelation of your Word in their lives. And I believe that's what this church is in the process of doing under this leadership. Seriously. Give him a hand. That's fine. He deserves it. You know, you, you, 
I'm kind of off my notes, but who, it don't matter. Notes is not all that. You got this, I, 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 when I say this, now this, 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 this dude, he's a pastor, okay? I know that. I know he's a pastor. But this dude right here, he's he my buddy, man. He's my friend. And I talk about him like my friend. But I respect him as my pastor. Don't get me wrong, okay? Don't ever think I disrespect him as my pastor. I don't. I respect him highly. But when this dude walked in, in his young self, okay, people be saying, what is this all about? Who is this young whippersnapper coming in here thinking he's going to take this church to the next level? He ain't got no experience. What qualifies him for this pulpit? And then you hear me speak the word. I don't think you heard me. And then you hear him speak the word. I don't think you still heard me yet. And then you hear him speak the word. The man brings a revelation of the Word of God to this congregation. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation, the people will perish. But where there is a revelation of God's Word, and those that pursue and follow the law, happy is he. Church, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not just saying this because he's sitting here and I want to look good. I'm saying this because I mean it from my heart. This young man here, if we'll let him, will take us somewhere. Not because he's all that. Not because he's that. He is intelligent. <laughs> Dude blows my mind. I mean, where's he get this stuff at? Goodness. I don't know where he gets this stuff. I don't know where he gets it from. This guy, woo, he's out there somewhere. But anyhow. <laughs> but he hears the voice of God. When I hear this young man preach, I stand amazed. I'm sitting back there going. I mean, it's like it, God's talking to the man while he's preaching. You see, I'm going to tell you what's wrong today. We've got too many preachers that's afraid of getting God's revelation. You know why? Because it may go against status quo. Because it might upset a few in the church. And it might stop the money people from giving money. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get a man of the living God that are preached the word of God under the unction of the Spirit, receiving a revelation from God, and he will speak the words of God, and it doesn't matter if it suits you or not, the word's going to go forth. That's what builds you and makes you into what God has called you to become. Now, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, Now the boy Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Eli was the judge and the priest. And that day, in the word, I want you to get this, in the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. okay what happened this is God's people he's brought them through many trials and tests and battles what happened that God 
quit speaking to his people. He got comfortable. He became a priest that learned how to do his job well without the help of the Spirit or God. I'm going to tell you something. When a man of God can get behind his sacred desk here and not pray and not study and not get in the Word and think he's got it all figured out and get up here and start trying to, trying to move you in the Spirit by his words, he's in a dangerous place. And Eli had forgotten what got him where he was. There's people today that are behind the sacred desk in our churches that have forgotten who's put them there and the purpose of why they're there. You see, the man behind this pulpit right here is here for one reason, to build you, edify you, and make you more than you ever thought you could become. That's their purpose. It's not to tickle your ears. It's not to make you happy. I got news. This carnal joy that you feel from time to time is temporal. The first sign of a test and a trial, you're down into the bottom of the pit. But when the joy of the Lord, when it steps into your being, it strengthens you. And when you're in the prison, you begin at midnight to be saying, How great thou art, O God, being beaten by stripes, because greater is he in you than everything that you face in your life. Now, 15 more minutes. I'm doing good. Years ago, I didn't care about time. But I'm getting old. Okay? Now, and the pastor made it very clear. I have like 80 year old. So, okay. But, I... Putting this together, I'm, I'm, I don't want to bore you, but I just want to show you some things about... I just want to show you some something. We're talking about a revelation. I got a book in my library, George Brina. He wrote it called America at the Crossroads. You know a lot about him. He's a guy that's got all these stats and does all these surveys and does all these things. Well, he, he put this book out, and it said in this book... And he did a study in a survey in 2005, and 10 years later, he did another study in 2015 in the same area with the same people. And he gave stats of what happened within that 10-year span. And I want to give you some of those real quickly. Those that he surveyed in 2005 in the area and the people that he went to that attended church regularly in 2005 was 45%. Ten years later, 2015, 36% of those people were still in church. Now, that is a 9% drop in attendance. Why? In ten years, what caused people to forsake church? Now, I want you to listen to me. Why are you here? Why do you attend Lakeview Assembly of God? Do you want to make sure the pastor knows you're here? Hey, pastor, I made it, man, here. I'm faithful, buddy, to make him feel good. Do you come into the house of God because it's just what you're supposed to do on Sunday? 
Or maybe you're one of those kind of people that says, God, look at me. Hey, put me a mark down. I got in church. Like you're doing God some favor. Are you in church for status quo? Or are you here to get the revelation of his word in your life? Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you're here for any other reason than to get the revelation of God in your life, 10 years from now, you may not be here. Now, I wasn't going to bring this up right now, but I'm going to. Y'all, y'all, <clears throat> I had to get this thing up. For, y'all may, look. Please. Grabbing me, bro. All right. Maybe, maybe somebody, one of the two or both, had a vision about this here. And you know, this is for big churches. You know what I'm saying? And we're not a big church in some people's eyes. So I'm not going to fill this thing out. I'm not putting my name on it. That's for big churches. Everybody knows who I am. Why write my name on this? Well, I'm going to show you why in a minute. But somebody had a vision to put this thing together. Maybe both of them. Someone did. And they put it together. And people write their names on it. And you know, and, 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 and I have every single one of them from day one to now. I have a history. I know everybody here that's faithful knows or not. I know those that say they're committed and those that just lie. And I, brother, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, okay? He's going to say, Brother Wayne, this is your last shot, Jack. <laughs> All right, that, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But he also said that in the same section with these same people that those that say they read the Bible the week that he did the survey, in 2005, 45% said they read their Bible that week. In 2015, 33% said they read their Bible that week. So there you go. Now we've got 12% of the people that 2005 said they read the Bible. Now in 2015, has not read the Bible. No. What would cause you to lose the place of reading the Bible? Church where there is no vision. Where there is no revelation, people perish. I got news for you. Until if you do not stay in the Word of God, it will keep you from the Word of God. When you learn to read the Word of God, to glean from it for your life, to build you, to strengthen you, to encourage you, not just for yourself, but for others. You see, this is not just about me and you, it's about God's kingdom growing. Now, I want to go to the next one. This is where I really utilize these jokers. Papers. I don't know why I should probably shouldn't have said jokers. But anyway, papers, okay? Uh, survey these same folks. Those that volunteered in the church. In 2005, 26% of those people that was surveyed volunteered in the church. 
In 2015, those same folks, 15%. In the days of Eli, the voice of God was rare. If we're not careful, we're going to let the world and the cares of this world in the troubles of this world, snuff away the very existence of God in our life. And if we're not careful, we let the enemy tell us we don't have time to do anything in the church. Now, I use these papers here, and I went back. I looked at them, and I looked at... Let me see what I wrote down for this one. Okay, I only wrote down a percentage. I've got some other stuff on those. But... Of the folks in the church that I know, and I don't know all of what everybody does, but of the ones I know, to best of my knowledge, we have 18% of our congregation that volunteers here at Lakeview. That's above and beyond the standard. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe there's people in this church that are to a place... God, I want the revelation of your word in my life. I want to do your will. One more thing. During the past, when he did, he said those that attend an adult Sunday school class. Those that attend an adult Sunday school class. In 2005, 20% of those surveys said they attended an adult Sunday school class. 2015, same people, same area, 12%. You see, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of folks don't mind coming to church Sunday morning, but getting here for Sunday school, you've got to be kidding me. That's my nap time, buddy. I'm just now getting out of bed and smelling my coffee. And besides, you know what? Who wants to hear someone talk about some stuff that's irrelevant? I guess you haven't been to Sunday school. We have one, two, three, three at least adult classes in this church, and they're all relevant, and they all reach. Now, let me give you the stats of Lakeview Assembly of God. I went into our Sunday school reports. I went into our adult classes. I put them together. I went on my list. I got to encourage y'all, put your name on this thing. We do look at them. We do have a reason. And here's what I've concluded. We have 138 adults that come to Lakeview. Get ready. 2015, the standard is 12% go to Sunday school. Lakeview Assembly of God. 138 adults at Lakeview Assembly of God. 68 people go to Sunday school in our church. That's 49%. 49% of our people say we're committed, committed to knowing more about God. 
I don't want us to be satisfied with the 18% in volunteers. I don't want us to be satisfied in the 49% in Sunday school. I don't want to see us up there in the 60s and 70s and 100%. But you see, when you get to the place in your life where you begin to say, Lord, I want a fresh new revelation of you in my life, it's going to challenge you to get involved. Do more and support. And I believe that's what God is wanting us to do in a mighty way. Now, let me get to the closing of this thing. I've got five minutes. Wayne, you're finished. I know it, brother. Just bear with me. All right. Revelation of God's Word. Now, I, I, I spent through all my notes during prayer time, and I made my own notes. Revelation of God brings joy. All right, now let, let's stop right here for a second. I still got five minutes. <laughs> Revelation of God brings joy. Do you know there are some people in the house of God that don't have it? Do you know there are some people in the house of God that don't have peace? You know, there's people in the house of God that aren't happy. And the Bible says this. Those that obey the law are happy people. So happiness in God's sight is this. Are you doing what I'm asking you to do? <laughs> are you pursuing me? And there may be some here tonight that says, you know, I don't have it. I don't, I don't experience that joy. You, brother, and, I, and we all have stories. I gave them a story today, and they didn't even cry, so I just shut up. No, not really. <laughs> no. We all have stories. We all have things that hurt. We all have things that disappoint. We all have things that cause us to Take a second glance at, is God really caring about me like he should? And you see, the reason why all that happens is Satan is trying to steal your joy. He's trying to steal your peace. And he wants to take away your happiness. Because he knows if he can take those from you, you're pretty well going to give up on the ship. And you're going to join those statistics that in 10 years are going to leave church because God wasn't fair to you. But I've got news for you. It's here for you. It's here for you. Now, I wasn't even going to have a closing. I was just going to say good night and go home. But God said, you're going to have a closing. I'm thinking, God, really? No, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> Three minutes. That's even better. Okay. Matt and Emily got to come up here and stand. They just got to. I just got to. I'm going to tell you something. We've got some great leaders. I'm around them a lot. I really am. I'm around them a lot. I see their good side, bad side, 
Uh, and they got a bad side? Well, if you look this way, it's not as good as this side, right? No. I see, I see them every day, and I see their hearts. And these are two people, if we will let them pour into us, they will pour into us a revelation of the living God. But God says this, have them come up front and stand, and I want the church to come pray for them. Now I'm going to tell you why we're going to pray for them. Satan don't like folks that are willing to listen to his voice, the voice of God, not enemies. God's voice. They don't like it. And you know what he wants to do more than anything else? Discourage. And he wants them to think, you know what? You're, you're trying to produce growth. You're trying to produce a drive in people to excel them to another level. And it seems like they're not getting on board. And I, and you know, why are you doing it so hard? Why are you trying so hard? He wants to bring discouragement to them. We have, we have a right and a must right to rally behind them, support them, not only with our prayers, but with our action. I want you right now, though, I want the whole church to come up here and just get around them right now. And I want you to pray for God to just keep allowing them to bring through music, through worship, through the Word, a revelation of Jesus Christ through them. And Lord, let it mature us and grow us and develop us for the kingdom of God.